Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Mavens, podcast about movies, hosted by me, Carson. And me, Annie. And welcome in, viewers and listeners. Not viewers, nobody's watching anything. Welcome in, listeners. This is a bonus episode. A little treat for you. Annie and I watched the Netflix original starring Charlize Theron. Do you say Theron? Charlize Theron? I, I say Theron. All right, Charlize Theron, um, South Africa's finest, in The Old Guard, um, which apparently I just learned from watching the trailer is based on a graphic novel. But, um, I mean, Annie, I'm sure you have some spicy little facts for me that you could give to me. All right, Uh, spicy facts. Yeah, this movie's on Netflix, Netflix original film. Um, it was directed by Gina Prince Bythewood, and it had a budget of seventy million dollars. It has run. Uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> it has a Rotten Tomatoes of eighty-one <clears throat> percent, and it is among Netflix's top ten films of all time. Like, uh, <laughs> of their original films, this is in the top ten. For, like, streams or what? Yeah. But let me read you that uh, list. Yeah, <laughs> Because at first do. I was like, that's impressive. Then I read the list. I was like, oh, okay, well. But I will say that this is uh, the first film directed by a black female to be on this list. So that's cool. But that's exciting. Here we go. Starting from... Number 10 is The Platform. Never watched it. Oh, you know what, though? I heard so many good things about that. We should watch it. Okay. Uh, The next thing is The Wrong Missy, which I've never heard of. Oh, yeah. That's the David Spade movie. Okay. Triple Frontier. (laughs) Sounds familiar, but no image comes to my mind. Me either. Uh, The Irishman, which I tried to watch, didn't finish it. Yeah, because it's fucking 10 hours. It's a full-time job to watch it. (laughs) Full-time job, no pay. (laughs) All right, next up is The Old Guard, meaning it's number 6 out of 10. Okay. Followed by Murder Mystery, never heard of it. uh, Okay. Apparently that's the Adam Sandler one. I had to look it up. Followed by Six Underground. Wow. What? Which is a Michael Bay movie. What? <laughs> uh, Spencer Confidential. Never heard of it. What? What is this? <laughs> then Bird Box. I did see that one. Okay, I liked Bird Box, so cool. And then number one is Extraction. No. Did you watch it? No, I've, I... I didn't either. Wait, no, I tried, I, like, started to watch it, but it was so bad I had to turn it off, which, like, I rarely do that. Number one, baby. (laughs) Okay, wow, what an interesting, yeah, I would have to say that all of those are spicy facts. (laughs) Yep, there you have it. Uh... Okay. Yeah, uh, okay, well... What did you think of this movie? 
Um, you know, I I didn't hate the premise. Um, I'll say that up front. I, um, you know, I, it gave me kind of like, oh, what is one of those like trilogies? Like, um, Maze Runner vibes or like the other one with, um, Shailene Woodley. Oh yeah. Um, what is that one called? (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Hunger Games vibes. You know, like, it's going to be a successful trilogy, I'm sure. Um, I, yeah, again, I didn't hate the premise. Um, What I did hate was the cheesy as fuck dialogue. Oh, my God. The dialogue was painful. Like, like, if, if the, if the dialogue was elevated even one grade level, (laughs) I, like, I feel like it could have been bearable. But it was... Like okay, one one line, <laughs> one line in particular <laughs> sticks out to me. I started having to write the lines down that upset me the most. Okay. Oh wait, can you read the premise though before we <clears throat> I go into this? Yeah. Okay. All right. A covert team of immortal mercenaries are suddenly exposed and must now fight to keep their identity a secret. Just as an unexpected new member is discovered. <laughs> Even the premise is so funny. <laughs> oh. Mercenaries. I love that it's called Mercenaries. Okay. Um, this line in particular just like absolutely <laughs> just had me in stitches. It was um, <laughs> just because just because we can't die doesn't mean we can't feel pain. <laughs> You got it okay to feel you're alive. Oh, man. Everything, um, okay, everything in the movie, let me just jump in to say that all the rules or the world of the story is spelled out to you in lines as simple as that throughout the whole film. Uh-huh, yes. It's like, yeah. the, yes. the main character goes, are you, one of the main characters, Kiki Lane goes, are you the good guys or the bad guys? Straight up asks that question. <laughs> Uh, we got that's the reason we dread capture we spend eternity in a cage like okay you could you showed me that Wait, you didn't have to say it again <laughs> you had this whole scene dedicated like, okay but the the dialogue though is so like it, it's it's so much so that it's they're not actually speaking to each other they're just creating this movie <laughs> with words. Yeah, they're just saying everything that needs to be said for the audience to understand it. Uh-huh. In the most simplest of ways. Exactly. Yeah. So like one instance there's like a a room full of bad guys and I I guess Andy, the main character, Charlize Theron, takes them all out, which we don't see. And then later, Kiki Lane comes in with the other dudes and is like, Andy did all this herself? It's like, this this movie is for people that can't connect point A to point B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. 
Uh, Gus described it really well when he's like, this movie is like the shovelware of movies. So, you know, when you get a computer, usually like a PC, it comes with all these random apps and you're like, what, what, what are these apps? Get these off my computer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's this movie. What this movie is on Netflix, it's like a fake oh movie, <laughs> dude. Dude, yeah, it kind of it, it. It. I guess so. I just. I think the reason that that the movies. What is that Shailene Woodley series? Uh, whatever you know what I'm talking about. I, the reason that those trilogies, The Maze Runner, um, um, The Hunger Games, I feel like the reason that those franchises were su- as successful as they were is because they were like the violence and sort of like the action was cut down into like child size, bite size, like it was more palatable for a younger audience. This movie does not fucking do that. It it is just straight up like blood and guts and like, they don't hold anything back. But not even in a fun way. No. It is not John Wick. (laughs) No, exactly. Like why when I'm like, when John Wick exists or Mission Impossible, which is also I think a PG-13 franchise, or Mad Max. Uh-huh. Why would I watch this when those movies exist? In terms of the action, there was like one good action scene in this whole movie. Which one? It was when they are infiltrating the uh, pharmaceutical guy's skyscraper, and there's like this one take where the enemies are being like passed from person to person, like they're fighting one guy. But they each, like, take a turn on him. It literally lasts ten seconds. Uh, the worst act, the worst scene was when they walked into that trap and they all got shot 35 times each, approximately. (laughs) And then... And then just dropped dead. And then (laughs) the guys that shot them turned their backs on them just enough time for... Them to mm-hmm. revive themselves. Yeah. For some reason. Which, like, which, like, okay, let me just nitpick that for one moment. So these, these particular people were sent in to do this trap job on our immortal mercenaries. And they were told, kill them, but they weren't told, like, Oh, we're actually doing this, and uh, with cameras and everything to make sure that they are indeed immortal because that's w- what we think. Yeah, their their lives were expendable. <laughs> Apparently. Um. So not only were their lives expendable, but they were also incredibly stupid because they just like they were like, yeah, they're dead. Let's just turn around instead of I don't know exit. <laughs> they had to celebrate, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. That was rough. And that's like the opening scene of this movie, so... Yeah. Actually, it's not, but uh, the movie, I think, drags so much for the first half. Uh-huh. It felt like we didn't get going until 
an hour and a half into the movie. Oh my god, how long is the movie? Two hours. Ugh, yeah, I felt every minute of that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I watched it with 20 minutes left, and I paused it to see how much was left, I saw that it was 20 minutes, and I was like, I literally can't do this. <laughs> so I had to come back a few days later and finish it. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's how close I got, I was like, I can't do this. Um, it's just yeah. so cheesy, and... Literally the worst needle drops of the year. The music was so cheesy. Yeah. It was like every it was like a twelve year old's iPod every thirty seconds you're gonna hear like a pop song. Um, it's called Divergent. It's called Divergent, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Another way you can compare this movie is in Rick and Morty. They oh, have these, God. uh, <laughs> they have these, like, <laughs> trailers for fake movies. Oh. And it's, like, made-up premises that the, when they're recording the voice lines, they're, like, improvising what these movies are going to be like. And they just make them as, like, typical action flick as possible. <laughs> and this movie would just, like, fit right in that. <laughs> it's like a parody of itself. You know what, though? I did enjoy, um, I did like the whole story of, and actually, I wish that this was the movie, was the whole backstory of Andy and her, like, immortal soulmate, I'm gonna call that her, when they were on trial for being witches because they couldn't die. (laughs) And then, but, like, the most genius, oh, my God, this was so incredibly genius. They locked Andy's immortal soulmate into a, like, iron coffin and then uh, threw her to the bottom of the ocean so she would just die over and over and over and she would just, like, drown. Like, I'm, like, that is the most perfectly written torture I have ever heard of ever yeah that was the best like most uh thoughtful part of this whole movie for sure yeah i and i I, like i want to watch that movie me too but did you see the after credit scene or after title scene oh yeah of course i mean it's like it was just like so blatantly (laughs) set up for a sequel so much so that i wish that like this was just like this movie could have been the first act of the sequel. Just condensed. Yeah, like, give me 25 minutes of this. It did not need to be two hours. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. Uh, the rules, and I just think the rules are so bad, though, because it's like, you can die, but it's going to be random, and you're it, there's no rhyme or reason to when you will die. You just will die at some point, a.k.a. when it's convenient for the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the weakest shit I've ever seen. And then, of course, yeah, we, learn, we learn about that. And then the next scene, Charlize is like, uh-oh, I'm still <laughs> bleeding. Good thing we just learned about that. <laughs> There's literally no mystery. None whatsoever. Like, 
The, yeah. the girl, uh, Niall, she has a nightmare and she wakes up and then she explains the nightmare that she just had. It's like there's just nothing. It's just it's like a kid wrote this. A kid, yeah, I can't, uh, I'm telling you, it is like sixth, seventh grade, maybe. <laughs> also, I thought all the characters were just so bland. Boring as fuck. Oh my god, even the pharmaceutical guy that was supposed to be like this, like, insane, like, I wanted him to give me, um, who played, was it Remy Malik in, um, that Tom Hardy movie where he's a black, like, Spider-Man monster? What is it called? Oh, um, Venom? Yes, Venom. I wanted him to give me, like, I wanted that villain to be... Is it Remy I Malik? Never, I never it? saw Venom. Well, let me tell you, the movie is terrible, but <laughs> whoever that pharmaceutical guy is, is, like, on point. Well... And this pharmaceutical guy falls flat on his pathetic little face. I will say that's Dudley from Harry Potter. And I don't I don't blame him. I blame the writing. Again, it's just so poor. He was, like, cartoonishly evil. He's like, we must torture. Or when it comes to yeah. their lives, he's just is suddenly the evilest creature. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. And... It, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't care about anybody. Uh, no. Yeah. You know what, though? Okay, here is my one redeeming, though is that I didn't hate the way that it was made. Like, I didn't I didn't hate uh, how it looked. Or, yeah. like, the shots that... Like, a lot of it was really pretty. And I think a lot of, like, the um, sets were cool. Like, the church safe house. And, like, when they were on a train... I liked some of that. Yeah. I would still say it was mostly uninspired, but it wasn't... Oh, 100%. It wasn't, like, off-putting. It was passable. They were just in the desert the whole time. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, I felt like we were getting so much backstory for every single character. Did you feel that? Um, I think I tuned out on the three other guys in the army. It was just, like I, I know that two of them were in a relationship. Yeah, and that one, the other one that wasn't in a relationship is like turned on them all. Yeah, it just that's all I remember about those three guys. <laughs> in um, if you've ever like seen the improv, there's like a semi-common game, or at least the one I've seen where each performer on stage. They're going to perform a scene, and each performer on stage needs to have an Oscar-worthy moment. So they, like, perform this scene, and each person, like, takes turn takes turns doing really overdramatic scenes as if they were in an Oscar film, but, like, as a joke. Because these are the scenes that always get nominated. And they're always super overdramatic and really funny. And that's what this movie felt like. Like, every character had their little scene to shine and, like, tear up and be like, my mom said never back down. (laughs) (laughs) Or we've been in love for hundreds of years. Like, every single character had to have, like, a spotlight on them. 
which was really funny to me because I'm like, I don't know any of you. I don't care for any of you. Yeah. This is just so much to take in. Um, also, on that note, I guess, like, why was Andy so angry? It's like, you know, she, like, she's been alive for what seems like hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. Like, you would think this girl would, like, get in some, into some meditation, you know? Like, at least have a peaceful existence. She was just, like, pissed off. Because they, ha- they, the writer doesn't know how to write, so he just, like, writes a stereotype <laughs> of badass woman who's just, like... <laughs> I don't take shit. And this is my haircut because I'm badass. And you pluck me out of like an archetype book. Yeah. Yeah. Like no redeeming. Nothing was redeeming about her. I literally want the buddy cop movie of her and her old partner. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, me too. I want them on, like, I wish this was about their witch trials, where they just, Same. <laughs> like, the town or the village <laughs> tried to kill them, and they just wouldn't die. And they were indeed witches. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Maybe we should write that. <laughs> yeah, we know everything about this graphic novel. <laughs> I mean... Also, the writer of the graphic novel wrote... The screenplay. I'm pretty sure that's why the dialogue sucks so bad because, like, mm. they are not interchangeable skills. Oi. And Netflix made this movie for 70 million fucking dollars. I mean, it's not even a mistake because they're gonna make their money back and more. Like, yeah, but yes, but how? Like, how does Netflix make money? <laughs> Let's save that for a future bonus episode. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I have nothing else to say about this. Um, I like Charlize Theron as um, an action actor. I love seeing her do anything cool. Uh... That's it. There was the one scene, the one scene that I liked of them throwing the coffin, the iron coffin overboard. And then just that visual of this chick drowning over and over and like being tortured for eternity. Maybe. But also she could die arbitrarily. So we don't. Um, so for all of those, for, so for those reasons, I'm going to give it, it is a solid three from me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'll say same thing about Palm Springs, but even more, I feel like people are so starved for content that they're just like, this movie is so cool. And, Mm. um, I don't know. I just could not get over the cheese factor. It just felt like a movie Mm -hmm. made in 2006. That your dad went yeah. and saw, and then he, everyone forgot about. Uh, yeah. So for me, I'll I will give it a four out of ten just for originality's sake. She has an, a battle axe; that's kind of cool. <laughs> One yeah, for the battle axe. There was an attempt. There was an attempt. Yeah. All right. Movie Maven score for the old guard is three and a half out of ten. 
Sick. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, that feels appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been your bonus episode. Congratulations, listeners. You made it to the end of the bonus episode. And so for that, you're going to get next week's double feature, which is going to be The Rental and Vivarium. So be on the lookout for that on Monday. Uh, in the meantime, though, you can follow us on Instagram um, at Movie Mavens. You can follow us on Twitter at Movie Mavens Pod. You can email us at moviemavenspodcast at gmail.com. Um, please leave us an iTunes review. That's it. Movie Mavens, the truck out.